1: <laughs>
0: Once upon a time and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I am Rachel Ann Harding and I have some stories for you. This is May Madness where I bring you a new story and storyteller every day of the week because I'm obsessed with stories and I can't wait to share more with you. The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Giant Jack Flapjacks Mix. When you're feeling hungry, hungry enough to eat an elephant, hungry enough to eat a whale, hungry enough to eat a giant, reach for a bag of giant jack flapjacks mix this mix does not have englishman's bones as flour but these are the best pancakes to eat after climbing a beanstalk and theft for fee-fi-fo-fum hunger try giant jack flapjacks mix this episode is also brought to you by patreon supporter harvey Halburn. harvey is able to stare down a cat and is a supporter of the arts a big thank you to all the patrons If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast for as little as $4 a month, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com and hear me read your name and thank your beautiful face for the world to hear. If becoming a supporter isn't in the cards right now, then help the podcast grow by sending this along to a friend. Your friend will appreciate a bedtime story, and I will appreciate you sharing the podcast with another pair of ears. The theme for this week is mothers. The storyteller for today is Shauna Lee, a dynamic storyteller, educator, and tradition bearer. If you're in the UK, you are in luck. She is based in your area. Head over to her website and see where she is performing next. I promise you won't regret it. Now, Shauna Lee has thousands of stories that she can tell. But for this episode,
1: she's telling Once a King. There was once a king. He was no more than a boy, but already a tyrant, despised by all. Whatever he wanted, it was given twice. Two hawks, two hounds, two horses. The death of a servant, nothing. The dismissal, the imprisonment of another. He was born and never knew love. He took what he wanted. He toyed and played with people the way a cat would play with a mouse. He was despised, he was a tyrant, and there were those that said he should be dismissed. And there were others that said, Can a king be anything else? Now, one day, he was out hunting with his uh, courtiers. And as he broke through the forest into a clearing, he heard singing in a language he didn't understand. He turned, he sought the source of the sound, and there he saw her, a woman. Cradling a newborn child <laughs> And when he saw this, instead of his heart softening, he was furious. He was furious that this peasant child was getting more love and attention than he, a king, had ever had in his life. He rode his horse forward, he snatched up the child, and when the woman looked and saw who it was, she turned to the king and she said, Please, please give me back my child. And he looked down and he said... Do you want your child back enough to behave like a dog? And what mother wouldn't? She got down on all fours. She raised her skirts and she behaved like a dog. And when it was over and when it was finished, please, sir, give me back my child. And the king said... (laughs) You want your child enough to run like a hare and spurred his horse on. And that woman, that woman that had been a dog, she became a hare. She followed swift and fast. Every footfall falling over field and fen, over moss and moor, over wood and wild place she went. Her breath catching in her throat, the wind whipping her hair, rasping and gasping. She followed every footfall for every gallop she followed. And when the king reined in his horse... "'None was more surprised than he to see her, still there. "'Please, sir, give me back my child.' "'And the baby, sensing its mother close, began to whimper. "'The king took out a silver dagger, said, "'If you don't shut it up, I'll tear out its tongue. "'Please, please give him back to me. "'I couldn't love him more if there were two. "'And with that the king smiled.' put away the silver dagger and took out his sword. He held the child high. He said, then I'll cleave it in two, there'll be twice as much to love. And he pulled that sword back. And maybe it was the child sensing its own death. But as the blade flashed in the sunlight, it let out such a scream. And that war horse that great war horse that was used to the the screams of men in battle the smell of blood he'd never been so close to a terrified child before it reared up and the king was thrown from its back and the mother she caught her son and the horse rode west when the dust settled there was no sign of the king and that's when she saw it She saw the edge of the cliff. That's when she realised the game that he'd been playing, the fate that he had in store. She looked over. But she didn't see his bent and broken body beneath. He was caught in a thorn bush. And it wasn't the thorns in his boots that held him, nor the thorns in his cloak or his tunic or his belt. It was one thorn, thicker than my thumb, that pierced the eye and came out through the socket. And as he hung there, he said, For God's sake, woman, help! And everything in her told her to walk away. But how could she? And so she took her shawl, she took her child, she lay on her belly and she threw the shawl over. And he caught it, but pull as he might, he couldn't free himself. And so they stayed there all night. Her on her belly, holding on to the king, the child whimpering and the king cursing the child. But it was the child that rescued him. Because courtiers, out searching for him the next morning... (laughs) Well, they heard the whimpering, they heard the cursing, they too sought the source of the sound. And when they saw what was on the end of her shawl, there were some that said she should just let it go. And there were others that said, he's still the king. And so with wrenching and pulling and tearing of flesh, they got him free. And finally, when he was standing there... Out of his one good eye, he looked at her, said, I'm glad you saw fit to save your king. And for the first time, she looked at him and she said, I saw fit to save you, not because you were a king, because you were a human being. And the courtiers were ashamed. They were embarrassed. They shuffled their feet. This woman had more integrity in her little finger than their king until finally one said your majesty a reward should be given and even a king knows when he's gone too far sometimes he took from his finger a strange silver segmented ring, no jewels upon it looking more like a piece of armour, I found this when I was a boy, he said I kept it as a curiosity here, and he threw it to the woman keep it he said You never know. Might become a family heirloom. And the king got on his horse and rode west. Some say he ruled as a monster. Some say he ruled like a tyrant. Some say he ruled like a king and you would expect both. But the woman, she took that silver segmented ring. She took threads from her shawl and made a cord and then threading it through, she tied it round the neck of her baby. So it would remind him of that strange and terrible encounter. Thank you for listening to the
0: Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Shauna on the internet. Tell her you heard her on the podcast and now want to hear her tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The idea for today's fairy tale sponsor came from the beautiful brain of Kevin Cordy. Check out the ads for fairy tale sponsors on social media and let me know the favorite story you've heard or the favorite story of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. Like and rate the show on iTunes. Head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies. And if you tune in, you will hear more stories tomorrow. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door. And there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket,
1: Mr. Baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down
0: to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the Royal Court.